0: Hey, Courtney.
1: What's up? You tend to deal with more of the production side of this podcast. Uh What kind of tools do you use? Well, I actually use a few things, but my favorite one I use is a really cool program called Anchor. Really? Yeah, it's by far the easiest way to create a podcast. They provide creation tools that allow you to record. You can also edit your podcast right from your computer or cell phone. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So how do you push your podcast to different platforms? Dude, Anchor does it all for you. They distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. That's
0: cool. Yeah.
1: On top of us wrangling our kids,
0: working full-time, doing research,
1: that does seem to cut down a lot of the time, huh? Oh, yeah. How come we didn't know about this sooner? Honestly, I really don't know, but one of the best parts about this is you don't have to have a minimum number of listeners or plays to monetize off your podcast.
0: That's awesome. That helps us become one step closer to helping donate back to the victims and their families. Yeah, that's important. But how much does it cost to use Anchor? Well,
1: are you ready for this? Yeah, bring it on. It's free dude dude that's awesome go download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started content warning this episode includes foul language and discussion of violence listener discretion is advised was it was it you i was telling the other day about the gutter baby mm, no oh god I thought, who was i talking to about that okay before everybody starts unsubscribing let me just take a brief moment to explain what a gutter baby is <laughs> Um, um, if you didn't actually look at urban dictionary for the definition, basically a gutter baby is somebody that's considered to be of low class. And the example that was used in that same entry quote, look at all these gutter babies running around Walmart. So if you didn't know what a gutter baby is now, you know. Um, but this is a term that was used a lot back when I was like, I don't don't remember how old I was, but this was like 11 or 12 years ago. Um, and I don't think it would be considered very PC just based off of the rest of the definition that I did not read. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to explain it because when I saw what I saw on I'm 35, (laughs) um, I was in a bit of shock. Um, (laughs) yeah, it was really weird. So basically, um, I came across there was I was in traffic and I came across this van, and um, they were advertising their business, which I'm sure a lot of places do this, but um, I've noted this, I've noticed it especially in Fort Worth. Right, it's usually. Like they'll advertise their business and they kind of superimpose their entire family onto the back of their van, so we all see their entire. Sometimes it's like a pregnant chick holding a baby and <laughs> advertising for real estate. Sometimes it's like an entire family saying, "Hey, we do plumbing." It's it's just kind of weird. I if if other states and cities do this, please. Sh- Let us know. We'd love to know, but I've noticed it a lot in Fort Worth and not so much in Dallas, you know? But anyways, you know, they'll superimpose their children into the business, and I mean, it's cute. But, uh, I mean, does it have anything to do with the business? Does it? like? Do you- it, um, I think it kind
0: of does. I think it just gives, like, you know, it's like a family-style business, you know? Like a family... You know, and-
1: like, I just feel like sometimes they use their children to garner sympathy to build their business and, like, make a quick buck, you know? But that's just, that's just me. It just doesn't feel right to me. It's like they're kind of... Maybe song- their kids are just so cute. Well, okay... That's an argument that I'm willing to have for just a minute, because a lot of people will say, my kid is the cutest person in the world. And to an extent, that's true, you know, to to that parent, you know, I think Anna is the most adorable thing since sliced bread, but others may not agree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, my kids are cute. I know they are.
1: They are cute. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, but um, I'm just saying like, it's it's cool, you know, but I just, it just does not feel right to me. But anyways, I digress. So, um, I have to put in here. Go for it. My parents ran a business when I was growing up. <laughs> Were you a picture on there? Yes.
0: Okay. And I will have to find it because I still, ha- I was, I wasn't like on the, on the van or like the billboards or anything. They just had me on the grocery carts. Do you see me turning red? No. It's funny. So no, I kept one. Mm-hmm. I kept one. I have it yeah. somewhere, and I'll huh. have to take a picture and send it to you. Can we put and it on remember, on the like, Instagram? In the grocery stores, they used to have like the inserts, like for advertising, like yes. in the carts. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So my face used to be in those.
1: Okay, but you know what? This was back in what the <laughs> '90s. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I give your parents a pass, okay? Cause it was cute though. Oh, I, I bet. I mean, you're cute now. I bet you were like fucking adorable. But I gotta talk about this gutter baby. So let me hear it. Oh my god. So this was for like an advertisement for like a gutter repairing place. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't quite remember the name of it, the company. I think it was like Perfect Gutters. Yeah, it was. It had to have been Perfect Gutters because I remember laughing about this. Um they it was perfect gutters but they did not have perfect um what's the word uh, grammar in fact um there was one point where like they were like advertising all the services that they provided and it c- included cleaning gutters but they spelled gutters wrong the oh. very word that's in their name they spelled it wrong g-u-t-e-r-s just one t Gutters.
0: well maybe uh, they clean gutters, okay not
1: gutters but but whenever but their business said gutters, like, the correct... I'm just saying, this, this wasn't even the weirdest part of it, though. The weird part was that whoever owns this business, they had superimposed their small infant baby to where it looked like it was sitting on top of the gutter. Like, you could tell that the original picture of the baby was originally laying down and being, you know, like, cute or whatever, like, for, like, a photo op or whatever. It was... I don't know if I want to call it cute, because they literally, like, made a gutter baby out of this situation. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> I wish the best for this company, but I just feel like they should spring for better advertisement. I mean, I see a lot. they they don't know what a gutter baby is. Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, Perfect gutters, if you're listening, please go look up Urban Dictionary and go look at the definition for gutter baby. Uh, but anyways, um... Pa- And I was telling you earlier, you know, I see a lot of weird shit on I-35. My friend Christina, she listens to this podcast. Christina Frazier, if you're listening, I love you. Um, But yeah, um, she was, she um, had seen like this like thing on Facebook where it showed like a car had randomly lit on fire. And she was like, I remember you here talking about like 35 and just like totally going crazy about 35. So I thought I'd tag you in this. And I was like, yeah, you know, this, this happened in another spot the other day so i just thought it was funny that like people think of trauma when they think of me <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah um oh and then another thing like um so have you ever like speaking of 35 for some reason because mm-hmm. uh, i feel like 35 is kind of like i don't know a glitch in the matrix like it's got to be all of it's got to be aliens it's got to be aliens right it's aliens <laughs> that'd
0: be aliens doing the construction since they've been it's been in construction since i was born
1: yeah, but if it were aliens doing the construction, then this would have done, been done like last timeline. <laughs>
0: 1999, it would have been done.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. It would have been the Y2, like the right Y2K. It would have been actual <laughs> construction. It would have literally you, ended.
0: Not, like, this is going to be totally off topic, but did you hear about the highway that they're building in uh, Germany, maybe? I could be no. totally, but they're building like this highway to where when they're, they're not, I don't know if they're building it yet, but they are trying to develop it. To where when you're driving on it, it uh-huh. will charge your car. So it's gonna be for like
1: electric cars, dude. Right? What the? F- well, we're moving up. Well, we're not. No. It's us. Well, US. yeah, we're always like ten steps ahead and fifty te- steps behind. So like, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, they're starting to develop that. We need that because I. Yeah, yeah, I can't afford gas anymore, man. It sucks. I Ugh, know. Ugh. Um. So um, have you ever, like, this This always happens to me when I'm 35. Like, have you ever, like, looked at something, you see the first letter and the last letter of something, and you read something totally different than what is, like, on there? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm always going to remember when I saw Flanagan's Landscaping, but I thought it said Flatulence Landscaping.
0: <laughs> that would have been a little bit more, uh... Amusing
1: though. How tired were you? I'm always fucking tired, baby. Yeah.
0: That's probably why.
1: Girl. Oh my god, let's not even, even... sleep. Oh yeah, I do. There was another yeah. time um this actually recently happened. Um there it was on the back of a semi and it was like a cautionary sign basically warning of flashing lights and I don't remember quite what it said, but what I read was <laughs> lights out, bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> And How did thinking, your mind get there? I don't know. But I just, that's what I saw. And I was like, all I remember thinking was, well, that's <laughs> ominous. I mean, we're already on 35. Like, cars just randomly pop on fire and stuff. And now you're threatening <laughs> to kill me? Gee. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. You Thanks. just need to stay off 35. I can't. Because it's like, that's my only route to work. I bet you could find some back roads that will just take you a couple hours longer. Yeah. So w- what I could do is I could take 820 to 35. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> um, <That's> even worse <laughs> one I'm not gonna ever forget it's not even unique to 35 it's just about a school bus but um, I was 16 and I was looking at the back of this bus and you know they have this sign that says caution children may be uh, exiting but I thought it said caution children may be exciting and I remember 16 year old me thinking that bus is shifty. <laughs> Do not get on that bus. I am so glad that my mama is taking me to school. You know what sign that always gets me? What?
0: It's the one that says slow children crossing. Oh, man, that's offensive. Amanda, I really think they should reword that because,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I agree. not
0: even like, I'm not being insensitive to anybody by any means, but my son read it the other day. He's like, what does it mean by slow children crossing? Right, like, right. It's like, as a child, he like reads it all together. I'm like,
1: why would you say that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm getting on to them. I'm like, why would you say that? That could be very confusing too. Yeah, they should really, you know, change that to slow down. Children are crossing. Like, there's children there's, here or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's children around. Slow down. <laughs> hey, even children around. Slow down. Like that there would you be. Go. That would work. It rhymes. <laughs> it rhymes. That would be a great advertisement.
0: Perfect.
1: One more. One more that I came across that this is also recently. Um, it was Leonard's Cafe right okay and it's a cafe so i thought it said leotards cafe <laughs> you have to wear leotards inside to those of you that caught the tail end of leotards i said leotards okay
0: leotards
1: leotards i, I didn't say any kind of slur that um, that unfortunately people do use but um i did say leotards like the skin suit so <laughs>
0: like the ballerina
1: so shout out to Skin Suits Cafe. Skin um, Suits? That just sounds like a serial killer. <laughs> welcome to a nefarious nightmare. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. One last thing, um, to those of you who submitted to, uh, questions to Jason Vukovic, I have not forgotten you, okay? Um, I am not, I'm frankly not getting a lot of questions and I, I'm a little, I'm a little upset by that because... Aww. Yeah, like I want to send some questions to Jason Vukovic, you know, and I think I've gotten maybe four, but I just want y'all to know I haven't forgotten about you. I just want to give Jason something to do. Okay, so um, we're waiting for um, more questions. so if you have any questions for him, go ahead and shoot them on my way. You know, you can send them to a nightmare at gmail.com and just title the subject line questions for Jason B. I'll be happy to, to write him a letter and send him those questions. Um, again, I've only got four. I need like eight, 1,800 more. So let's. yeah. And on- if
0: anybody listening to this hasn't listened to episode one, yeah, go back and listen to episode one and this will make. A lot more sense
1: yeah it, well arguably the quality isn't as great from that episode as it has it, it has been currently <laughs> but it's still worth the listen because you know it's it's informational you know but um anyway all right well that's that um this episode's going to be slightly different we're going to start out after the intro music with an installment of our second tiny terrors installment and um the other half i'm going to discuss with you the diet love pass incident diet love Lava. Ooh. Ooh. Diet love, diet love, Ooh. diet love. I don't want to. Do I anything. don't like
0: those.
1: I don't want diet love.
0: I no, I don't either. I'm I should I'm actually.
1: Married. I should want to love diets, it, but I don't. Know, diets are bad. Ugh. Diets are. I'm. I'm saying diet love. Like if people are saying to cut back on the love, I don't want to cut back on the love. I love you guys so much. I am. I am obese with love. So. <laughs> no no diet love. Anyways, this should be fun. Welcome to a hellish hike. Boop, boop. Hey Amanda, guess what what it's the eve of September 1st 2021 <laughs> I know you know what that means right fall's almost here Halloween's almost here it's PSL season baby <laughs> <laughs> what's PSL pumpkin spice oh yeah Ugh. I'm very <laughs> excited <laughs> I'm basic I think pumpkin pumpkin spice lattes taste like throw up so. I think it tastes like deliciousness. Uh, well, I mean, I, I might get a lot of hate for that, but you know what? I just I frankly don't give a fuck. I don't like PSL, okay? PSA. Hey, ma'am. PSA, Not for everybody. PSA. No PSL for Courtney. What I do <laughs> like, what I do like is just a bland-ass dark roast coffee with a little bit of half-and-half half in it. Or if I'm going to get bougie and crazy... Like if I'm feeling pretty, if I'm feeling like wild, you know, like party animal, you know, I'll get a peppermint white mocha, <laughs> you know, peppermint white mocha is the shit. Hell, peppermint anything for me is the shit. But, um, uh, actually, my drink is a white chocolate mocha. I was just about to ask you, have you ever tried a peppermint white mocha? Yep. Yeah. Oh, but you like the just regular white mocha better? Well, I mean, it depends on the season. All year around, I will drink the white
0: chocolate mocha. Mm hmm but
1: every now and then I like changing it up. I've heard, and I don't like PSL, but I've heard that if you mix a little bit of white mocha with that pumpkin spice shit, that it's pretty good. So you might try okay. that. Like, I have it's like, like an apple one this year that I'm actually really excited to try. Oh, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Get your black coffee out of here. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's, a, it's got a dash of half and half, okay? So... That's black coffee. I don't care. You put. You said no sugar. You said no sugar. Well, I'm a I'm a real coffee drinker, so
0: I can drink black coffee. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy it as much.
1: I don't like straight up black coffee because every time I drink it, it just reminds me of whiskey, and mm-hmm. I just I'm too old to party, man. I'm gonna be 39 in just a couple of months, man. I just <laughs> my mad dog 2020 days are over. <laughs> Yep. Don't ask. Um, also, steel reserve, but don't ask about that either. Um, but yeah, I wanted to um, kind of do something special for this Tiny Terrors installment. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do the Tiny Terrors first, and then we and then Amanda and I are going to take a brief break. During that break, you're gonna hear some promos from some new podcasts that um, I recently discovered and I'm blown away by. Okay, Ooh. so yeah, I am so excited. I see some collaborations in the works in the future, so um, you know, stay tuned nice. for that. Yeah, I'm so excited. But yeah, um, so you'll with this Tiny Terrors installment, you're going to hear some background music, okay? So um, I wanted to go ahead and just let y'all know that it's by um, a band called Twisted, which if any of you have ever listened to, like, the Insane Clown Posse, you'd know who Twisted is. Tw- Twisted is no longer a part of all of that, so it's fine. And um, But it's by Twisted and Danny Filth of Cradle of Filth, and the song is called Neon Vamp. Um, I recently heard the song and I thought it was very fitting for the two young ladies that have their submissions for this installment. Um, I strongly recommend everybody go listen to that song. It is so dope. I, I cannot get enough of it, you know? Um, and for the record, I'm just, I'm not considering myself a juggalo or anything. I don't have anything against juggalos. I used to be one. I'm just not one I to say any- anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to be one. I'm not one anymore. Um, But, you know, I do period, I periodically still listen to Twisted every now and then. And I, I enjoy them, you know, like they've done a lot of good collaborations with like Paul, not Paul. Wall. what the fuck am I saying? Um, They did a collaboration with um Lil White. And they've also done some collaborations with my favorite in the entire world, which is Tech Nine, you know, and yeah, you know, Jamie Madrox and Monoxide Child, if you're if you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you are. And, you know, you'd like to do us a solid and appear on our episode. We would be happy, happy, happy to talk some wicked shit with you. So we would have you on for sure. Like if, if you were to call me and be like, hey, Courtney, put me on a nefarious nightmare for an episode. I'd be like, bet, Amanda, we're doing this tomorrow. <laughs> so they would be so much fun to do a podcast with. I'm telling you, they have their own podcast, actually. I'm down. Yeah, they have their own podcast. It's... uh. Shit, why am I not remembering it? But um, if you look on, like, Facebook or whatever, and you see... If you type in, like, Twisted, which is T-W-I-Z-T-I-D, and then podcast, you'll find it. So, they they like to shoot the shit. So, alright, so with that, I'm going to go ahead and start with this one. This one is from Stacy Thompson, okay? Um, okay. It's in the realm of paranormal, but it more describes an ability to sense when bad things happen. Um, I've known Stacy for a very long time. She and I actually used to go to junior high together, and a little bit of high school. And I mean, we ran that place. <laughs> we would we would go up and down the halls in our goth gear and just sing <laughs> "Bow Down Before the One You Serve." But you know, "Head Like a Hole" by Nine Inch Nails, you know. So, Stacy, thank you for submitting your story. Here goes, and I'm quoting it. This is what she says. All right. Okay. So a little background on me. My name is Stacy, and I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. I now live in Reno, Nevada. I first met Courtney in middle school when we were about 13, I believe. Take a moment to correct me if I'm wrong there, dear. <laughs> you weren't wrong. We were 13. Oh, no, I was 14 because I, I didn't pass that year. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were practically best friends from Hello, though we sort of lost touch with each other for a long time. Through no fault, no real fault of anyone's. Um, these things do happen, after all. We fairly recently connected, and I love her just as much as I always have. So in support of Courtney and Amanda's podcast, I decided to submit my own experience, experiences. That's pretty much all I got from my extremely lacking in detail background. Hey, you know what? It's fine. Um, people are going to get to know how you are throughout this entire podcast, I betcha. Um. <laughs> I've always had this ability to walk into a space and know if there are spirits inside. I have also lived in a haunted house, but none of those stories are exactly exciting. I might write them up and submit them later. Please do. Please do. But for now, I want to tell you all about the reason I somewhat jokingly refer, refer to myself as a banshee. Okay. All right. I watch it. <laughs> I watch Teen Wolf, so I'm very familiar with banshees. Same. I don't watch Team Wolf, but I am familiar with Banshees. <laughs> I was about to say, you don't watch Team Wolf. <laughs> a cryptid is a cryptid is a cryptid. Okay. Um, I have this ability to know when someone is going to die, be badly injured, or at least be in some potentially deadly situation. It's rarely super specific. Things like a feeling of dread a few hours before we get a call letting us know my grandmother, grandfather, I'm sorry, who had been on death's door for a while had passed away. Or when I had a horrible feeling and my brother was in a nasty car accident. He had some pretty gnarly bruising on his chest uh, from a seatbelt, but I think that was about it for his injuries. It could have been much, much worse. Uh, Most of my stories about this are just that, bad feelings followed by finding out about the death or injury of a friend or family member. But I have two that I have much more detail for because I was actually present in both instances. The first of which Courtney... Yes, you dear. <laughs> I was I was the trigger for this one. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> it was It was the summer and we were possibly 13, but we could have been 14 maybe, and just like the good sweet baby angels we were, we had just loved summer school. Uh-huh. I remember this, by the way. <laughs> Because don't all perfect angel children children need to take classes over the summer to be able to pass to the next grade? Uh, yeah. (laughs) But I digress. Courtney asked me a question she'd asked me practically every day since I'd known her. She asked if I wanted to come over to her place and hang out. Instantly, the most horrible feeling washed over me. It felt like something was squeezing my chest, and I just knew, without a doubt, that this was the worst idea and that I should say no. So (laughs) I... (laughs) So I did what anyone would do. I ignored that feeling and went back to Courtney's place with her. <laughs> 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 oh, <God. Direction. laughs> I don't remember what we did that day, but it was probably our usual, you know, what every perfect angel child does. Get our hair wet, blast nine-inch nails, and headbang in the living room. Okay, so to be fair, we actually did a lot more of that to corn. Life is, of course. life is peachy life is peachy and you know the the self-title i think it yeah we did that um but we did get our hair wet like we would get buckets <laughs> we would dip our hair into these buckets and just start like swinging our wet hair all over the place and i'm really oh. surprised oh, that gosh. my mom's paintings weren't ruined like we were i was were... about to say as a parent i would have whooped you dude <laughs> <laughs> Literally, listen, we moved out of that apartment and I thought that it was a good idea before we moved out because I I'd just gotten a blacklight that um, I was going to write all these weird cryptic sayings all over my room with this um, highlighter pen and you wouldn't see it unless you had the blacklight on it. And it was really cool, but I don't think that the people that ran that place thought it was very cool.
0: Uh, (laughs) Your mom didn't get her security
1: deposit back, did she? I'm sure she did not but okay back to the story the feeling of dread never fully went away and it came back with a vengeance when i was was time for me to go home as i rode my bike home i had my head on a swivel the whole time which is probably the only thing that saved me i swear this car came out of absolutely nowhere there wasn't any kind of blind spot i should have seen it coming a lot sooner but i didn't see it until the last second I was able to hit my brakes and turn the bike in such a way that the bike was hit but i wasn't so thank god for that yeah. if i'd been mindlessly riding my bike home on autopilot like i usually did i'd have been hit dead on and probably would have gone flying i wasn't wearing a helmet either it would have been very very bad but i was left with a couple of small bruises and scrapes my bike didn't make it though poor thing was absolutely wrecked yeah. my mom my mom was understandably freaked out when I came home and told her what had happened. I also had to walk to summer school for a few ta- few days until my parents were able to get me a new bike. Um, I had a few more vague bad feelings over the years, but the next very specific one happened about 13 years later. Um, my dad was diagnosed with leukemia in the summer of 2010. He seemed to be doing pretty good with the chemo and transfusions for a few months. It was a lot of stress, but it was fine. The doctors were all optimistic and never gave us any indication that he wouldn't beat this thing. Seriously, everyone was basically telling us that he'd be just fine, so we didn't have any reason to feel like he wouldn't be. Almost five months after he was diagnosed, he had yet another round of treatment that included a transfusion. The doctors always told him if he developed chills and a fever over a certain temperature after a transfusion, that he should go to the ER. I want to say it was 99 degrees Fahrenheit, but I could be wrong. I don't remember all the details because my memory has more holes than Swiss cheese, but I believe he got out of the hospital a day or two before the new year. Well, he started to develop a fever, but it wasn't that high yet. He spent, I believe, both his birthday, which was December 18th, and Christmas in, hospi- in the hospital getting treatment so he didn't want to spend New Year's Eve in the hospital as well. Not only because he felt like it would be a bad luck thing to ring in the new year in a hospital bed, which, yeah, I, I get that, but... Also, because hospitals get a little crazy around the holidays, and he didn't want to get stuck in the ER waiting room for hours due to others being treated for what might more kindly be referred to as alcohol-related injuries. Mm. (laughs) He was stubborn like that, and it wasn't that high of a fever yet. It wasn't his first rodeo either. He'd gotten a fever after almost every transfusion, if I recall correctly. It was always fine. So... First thing in the morning on January 1st, mom took him to the ER. As I watched my father walk out and shut the door behind him, I didn't feel the usual doom and dread so much as a certainty that he was not walking back through that door. Mm -hmm. All on the first and second, he was in good spirits, joking with mom on the phone, asking her to smuggle him junk food, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. He seemed like he was doing well when mom talked to him before they went to bed on January 2nd. Mm. On January 3rd, mom and I were at work. We worked together. When she got a call, that he was an organ failure and he needed to get to the hospital as soon as possible. I oh, know. They had put him in a medically induced coma and when we got to the hospital, they told us basically that his kidneys and liver were both failing. They said if he tried, if they tried to save his kidneys, the medication required would kill his liver. And if they tried to save his liver, the medication required would kill his kidneys. So that's kind of oh that's uh that's rough, dude. Mm-hmm. After much deliberation, we decided to remove him from the ventilator. He didn't even take a single breath. He died at around six thirty PM on january third, two thousand eleven. I'm so sorry. I am too. Um Stacy, you can you can bring in anything any like if you ever need to talk to us or whatever please feel free um i lost
0: my dad too so i can relate
1: yeah we amanda and i have both lost our parents or our dads rather yeah she does end this with so that's why i somewhat jokingly refer to myself as a banshee so i'm gonna laugh at that (laughs) (laughs) but i'm very sorry that this happened to you and it's kind of a cool thing that you are able to see this kind of thing you know, before it actually happens and um, I applaud you for expanding on that and like really honing in your skill so that way you can further protect yourself when others don't have that ability you see what I'm saying so thank you Stacy, for that submission um, I'm really we really appreciate it please send in more um, we we love this so um, the next one Amanda's gonna
0: read oh yes this one is from Crystal Jones okay she is a paranormal investigator and spiritualist. All right.
1: She's also a friend of Courtney's. Ah, uh, yeah. But- I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> no kidding. What? Hey, Crystal. <laughs> hey, girl. Anyways, hey, girl.
0: I'm gonna read this one while Courtney pulls up whatever she needed to do.
1: Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm, ma'am.
0: All right. So i overheard her telling stories about things that she's been through and i actually asked her to reach out and send me some things so she did and this one's cool because it kind of talks about some of the physical things that happened to her and also there's a sound clip involved so get ready to Mm. shit your pants get ready to shit your pants you got me to say shit on live i sure did
1: (laughs) Alright. All
0: right. so <laughs> It threw me off. Like my look at my face. It's a red.
1: I can't tell. You're glowing. You're beautiful.
0: <laughs> okay, so now I'm all I I'm all everywhere now. Where was I? <laughs> shit. Seriously, I'm just looking Good. for the word shit. I can't even find it. <laughs> oh, I found it. Okay. Alright. So she says, You can shout out i don't mind so here we go hi crystal jones hey hey girl hey hey girl hey (laughs) so the first one is a private residence and while they were walking my team through and telling us about their experiences i started pouring down sweat and ran to the bathroom to puke while i was in there one of my team members ran outside to barf because i was in the bathroom when I came out, the teammate said she felt a burning on her side, and she had a couple of small scratches. And then my whole back lit up, and they pulled my shirt up and all the way down my back, and under my bra strap, I was scratched. Yeah. Ooh,
1: I have that. I have <laughs> that picture. I'm gonna put that picture on Instagram for everybody.
0: Ooh. <sighs> yeah. So that will be on. The Graham, the Graham,
1: the Grammy. We're, we're cool
0: <laughs> on tickle.
1: It's you. we're gonna put it on tickle talk. <laughs> <laughs> tickle talk, tickle talk.
0: So she says, "I have an EVP where the lady was that was with us heard the same, the same, the name Veronica mm-hmm. on the ob- obelisk Uh huh. You said it right. <laughs> it doesn't sound right when it came out of my mouth (laughs) and she was saying veronica who said veronica then you hear a breathy voice say i did it was on my recorder which was sitting on my knee i didn't know it was caught until i was reviewing
1: evidence later okay so y'all ready to you ready to hear this i'm gonna do my best because i don't have like i can't take it off of my facebook messenger Mm-hmm. But here you go. Veronica? Did you hear it? I heard it. <laughs> I Veronica? Who said Veronica? And then I heard... I did. I did. Like, it sounded like a little girl. <laughs> no. Okay, Crystal, give me the hibbity jibbities. So check this out, real quick. I was—I've told um, Amanda about this before. I'm—I feel like I might have mentioned this in the Baker uh, Hotel episode. I don't remember. Um, a lot of shit's happened since like three weeks ago, but <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, it's been a year. Um, anyways, but my friend Pascal, who I've mentioned in that Baker Hotel episode, she actually went to a graveyard, and they got um, a recording and they were all talking and you you don't hear anything initially when you have the headphones on. You just hear, they're all talking, you hear the traffic start to pick up, everybody's saying their goodbyes and, and as they're leaving, if you were to pull the headphone away from your ear at just the right way, you hear a lady go, glad you could come. Ooh. When Mackie and I heard that shit, like I, oh my god. <laughs> I was just like. No, thank you. No, it's like I. Oh, God, I don't like to reuse this phrase, but I literally did almost. nope the fuck out. But no, I, I hate that phrase. Um, You say poop yourself. I almost put myself. I almost shat my pants. Okay. Like I, I had tears in my eyes and my goosebumps were literally like I had goosebumps on my eyeballs. Like it was crazy. Like my hairs were raised up on my tongue. It was some scary fucking shit. (laughs) okay see now
0: all i can see is hair a hairy tongue and it's uh, grossing me out (laughs)
1: that's actually a medical condition too so anyway um crystal girl thank you and she does go on to say in the in the facebook message that she sent me that you know we really need to get together she's got so many experiences to share with us and and dude i fucking i agree like that she's a paranormal investigator She's
0: Come on spir- sometime. He's a
1: spiritualist, on. you know. She I've overheard her talking about so so much shit, you know, she's a coworker and she's just always been a very interesting and very kind person. So, um, girl, you I am so glad that you are sitting around this campfire with us. Thank you so much. Mhm. All right. So, hang on one second cuz I have a lot of notes um, and I'm trying to like go through it because you know, I'm not a I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect person. What? I told you it was going to be a party. But where did it go? Did I lose it? I lost it. Uh, okay. So Stacy is our second ever Tiny Terror a, a submission. And Crystal is our third. Um, our first one was read by Amanda's in a broken Baker and it happened to an anonymous listener. So anonymous listener for the first one, you are awesome. So we still Mm -hmm. thank you and love you. And if you have any more, please send those in. In fact, if any of you have any tiny terrors to submit, please submit those to a nefarious nightmare at gmail.com with the subject line, a tiny terror and do not be shy about length. Make sure to let us know if you'd like to be anonymous or not, or if you really want us to shout you out. Like if you're like, hey, shout me out like a motherfucker, like we are totally down. We will do what you want. It is your story is the shit that has happened to you. So we're going to make it yours. Um, you know, but yeah. And if names need to be changed or, or whatnot, let us know. Gracias. Uh, Amanda and I are going to break here for a bit. We're going to listen to some promos from some new podcasts, and then I'm going to come back and dive into the diet lova lova woo Yeah, Yeah!
0: Hi, it's Christina and Kristen from The, the real, real Crime podcast. podcast. Have you ever been curious about the real estate side of true crime? What happens to houses after someone dies in them? How dangerous is it really to be in real estate? Where did your favorite serial killer grow up?
1: Well, well we, we have, have the show up. for you!
0: This is a podcast from the perspective of an active realtor and a true crime junkie. Give us a listen.
1: You might be disappointed, but listen anyway. The song used in the following promo is called Audio Realm by Pariah. Hey, this is Courtney from a true crime and paranormal podcast called The Nefarious Nightmare. I'm here to tell you about KYLRclothing.com. KYLR is another ally for victims and against the heinous acts caused by sex offenders, rapists, and pedophiles. Their mission states that the realization of how common sexual assault is, and in most cases, the perpetrator gets a slap on the hand, leaving the victim scarred for life and without justice. That is the drive in which this company was created. Their goal is not only to raise awareness on the dis- disgusting commonality of sexual assault but also to let the victims know that they are not alone and that we are in their corner they say they look forward to working with and donating a portion of their yearly profits to local battered women's shelters and other charities go check out kylrclothing.com that is kylrclothing.com and let's work together to make rapists afraid again
0: i'm larue and i'm randolph and this is Cults, Cults, cults 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 Randolph and I have had tumultuous lives growing up in an extreme religion. So now we are coping in the only way we know how. By starting a podcast about it. This is a show all about our favorite cults from the ones we would have rather joined, the ones everyone probably should avoid. Along the way, we will be talking to survivors of various cults, telling super fun anecdotes about extreme religion, and even brainstorming some ideas for our own cults in the future. We are also going to tell you what we've been following from week to week with a cult-like obsession. It could be a TV show, some celebrity drama, or our favorite TikToks please help us make light of our traumatic past so be sure to tune in to cults 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 wherever you listen to podcasts see the you in
1: hell okay we're back so we are going to discuss a hellish hike
0: mm. I'm the interested
1: Diet Love Pass have you are you familiar I are am f- a little bit familiar I am I think it's a thing where every episode I'll be like, we're going to discuss blah, blah, blah. Are you familiar? And then every episode you're going to be like, I'm going to end this with a quote. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I love my quotes. Hey, you know what? I've You, you have inspired me. So I have quotes too. So
0: <gasps> Do you? So I don't even have to look up a quote. You got it, girl.
1: I got this. So all right february 2nd of 1950 i'm gonna you know what before i go into this i'm gonna let everybody know something okay the names that are mentioned in this case i have done my absolute best to try to find the proper pronunciations um you know i know google is a great engine where you can find that kind of thing um but unfortunately there were just some things that i could not find so I apologize in advance if I butcher any names. It is definitely not meant in a disrespectful way. I did try very hard. Um, if I did mispronounce a name and you happen to know, please, I am begging you, call me out on it. Send me an email. Be like, hey, Courtney, you fucked up. Okay? Look, <laughs> this is how you say this name. So, so until then, I'm going to do my best. Um, these names are derived from like a they're, they're Russian and Russian is not my first language so I'm absolutely gonna do my best <laughs> so one? no in fact unfortunately the only language I know is is English and and I'm trying to change that so you know I'm doing I'm doing my best okay so February 2nd of 1959 a few things happened on this day um, for our music lovers, This day in history was the last live performance by singer and songwriter Buddy Holly. The day after, February 3rd, was known as, quote, the day the music died. Because... Yeah. Ricky. (laughs) Because Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, I think that's how you say his last name. It is. J.P. Richardson, also known as the Big Bopper, and the pilot, Roger Peterson, all unfortunately passed away after the plane they they were all on crashed near Clear Lake, Iowa. In 1971, several, several years later, the day the music died was referenced in the song American Pie by Don McLean. So, for those of you that don't know, American Pie is also a song. It's not just a movie.
0: <laughs> well, did you ever watch the movie La Bamba?
1: No, I didn't.
0: I thought everybody seen the movie La Bamba. Uh, okay, you have homework. Go watch La Bamba. It is amazing. Copy. Um, you will cry. Okay. I still cry to this day, and I've seen it maybe a hundred times.
1: Wow. So go watch it and go have a good cry. Okay. I will definitely do that. Thank you, Amanda. Maybe I'll do that tonight if I finish this episode. Um, I'm my 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 goal is to get this episode out and done tonight. But it may not happen, but I'm doing my best. Okay. On the same day for our sports fans, which we probably don't have very many of those yet, but... For our sports fans, this day in history was the day that Vince Lombardi signed a five-year contract to coach the Green Bay Packers. He led the team to a total of five NFL championships, three in which followed each other in succession. One thing to note about Vince Lombardi, he and Jack Venisi, who was a big scouting director for the Packers, both chose to, quote, ignore the prejudices that then prevalent in most NFL front offices in their search for the most talented pr- players. Um, that was a big deal for the time because back then, uh, there was still a color barrier that existed on one or two of the teams in the NFL. Lombardi went on to say that he did not see his players as either black or white, but packer green, which respect because for the time that's pretty progressive. Yeah. That's pretty fucking awesome. It is. Um, I'm going to just say something real quick. You know, we have, um, we have a lot of progressives, and we also have a lot of conservatives that listen to this podcast. And, and I've told you guys that we're never going to bring up anything political. But the one thing that I stand by is human rights is not political. It is a basic thing that needs to be respected. So, just saying. Yes, I agree with you. Um, another slightly, and I only mean slightly, lesser known incident and occurrence that happened February 2nd was the Dietliff Pass incident. Now, when I say slightly, I mean like it was very, it wasn't very well known until recently. Um, it's a mystery. Even to this day, it's still a mystery, although it's somewhat kind of concluded. And I'm about to get into that. Um, the Diet Live Pass incident was a grueling and conspiracy theory riddled and absolutely horrifying mystery. And, you know, yes, yeah, you told me, you were familiar. Mm hmm. Um, the Diet Live Pass was also known as devil's pass and this was named after one of the students that actually went on and led this hike his name was igor dyatlov so you're gonna hear a lot more of him because he led the hike you know um originally it was called quote the mountain of the dead by an indigenous people called the manzi people which someone would think of that as a warning but in their defense we have a hell's gate and devil's island near possum kingdom here in texas and that has not stopped anyone, numerous people, including myself, from driving through it. Have you ever been to Possum Kingdom? Nope. Oh, well, I know of it, but no. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely stopped in front of Hell's Gate. I think it was either Hell's Gate or Devil's Island, but we stopped in front of it, and I remember thinking, oh, wow, this is nothing to call home about. Yeah. But anyway, there's a lot of things in Texas that are literally nothing to call home about. <laughs> I definitely want to get out of the state, so I would like to live in Alaska where it's cold, or I'll even take Seattle. That's fine. Um, so there's Ural Mountain. That's one of the things that I don't know if I'm saying correctly, but Ural, Ural Mountain, also known as Devil's Mountain, also known as the Mountain of the Dead. Now, with the Mountain of the Dead, from my research, I gathered that the reason it's called the Mountain of the Dead is not because it will like grow arms and kill people. But because there's no wildlife and vegetation and such over there. Like, it's literally a dead mountain. Which, it's important to remember this because um, I believe at one point I will bring this back up. But it's also something to remember because, spoiler alert, several people die. (laughs) And a lot of people are blaming, like, animal life. So, it's a little weird. Um, Now, fun random, random factoid. Are you ready for this? Yay, I love random facts. <laughs> Dyatlov is a Russian surname meaning woodpecker.
0: What? <laughs> you said pecker.
1: I <laughs> told you I was going to get a party up in here. Lots of jokes. Lots of jokes. The, the, the incident that has happened to these people is super sad. But, you know, being that this is a little bit more of a lighter, I guess, episode... You know, we're going to roll with it. I mean, we're always going to remember the victims. We're always going to remember the dead. But I did say pecker, so that's fun. The feminine, <laughs> the feminine version of this is Diet Lava. Ooh, that sounds fancy. Diet Lava Lava. Ooh, you know that song, Mr. Lava yeah. Lava? Yeah, well, this is the <laughs> Russian version of that song. Not funny. No. So, not funny. No. Not at all. hmm <laughs> Okay, so here's all. here are all the hikers. I'm going to give you their names, their gender, their age, and what their job was, if it's listed. Okay. First one, Igor, Igor Dyatlov. He was 23. He was a male, obviously. Radio engineering student at what was then known as Ural Polytechnical Institute. Now it's known as Ural Federal University. And I just realized that the rest of these names do not have a career attached to it, and that's fine. That's fine. The next one, Yuri Doroshenko, 21, male. Lyad Mila, Duvinita, 20, female. Georgie Yuri, but going forward, he's Yuri. So there's two Yuris. Okay. Gravonishenko, 23, male. Alexander Kolevatov, 24, male. I feel like I'm doing pretty good so far. You're, I feel like you're. Zaneta Komogorova Komogorova 22 female Rustem Slobodin 23 male Nikolai thibault brignol 23 male Semyon Zolotaryov, 38 male Yuri Yudin So that's three Yuris, Okay. 21 male. Okay? So that's a total of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 people. Okay. 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 What started them on this trek to this place? uh, This was a working vacation. They all were experienced grade 2 hikers with ski tour experience. They were looking to complete this expedition and be awarded a grade 3 certification, which at the time was the highest experience grade you could get. This certification required skilled hikers to be able to traverse 190 miles or 300 kilometers. This route was approved by a division of the Sverdlovsk Committee of Physical Culture and Sport, also known as the Sverdlovsk City Route Commission. This group of hikers were approved January 8, 1959 to go on this trek on january 23rd that year each hiker was handed a route book which basically mapped out and planned out their route in the course of the trail this oh god this fair this fair Laws committee of physical culture and sports listed approval for 11 people semyon zolotaryov was originally supposed to trek with this the, the sagran expedition group which was another group handed similar difficulty and they all left the same day as soon as they were given the route book basically they're like Here's your book. Get out of hair. (laughs) I mean... I like it. I like the accent. Thank you. I don't really do accents very good. Yeah, I do. That was was pretty Russian. Thank you. At the time, it was forecast to be a Category 3 in February, which would be the most difficult time to trek. The goal was to reach... Otorin Mountain, which was a mountain about six files, six files, what the fuck, six, (laughs) I'm thinking of forensic files, you guys, it's the true crime in me, six miles, okay, north from where the incident had occurred, so obviously the where, this is in Russia, Um, it says Kolasiakul, which means, quote, dead mountain in Manzi, in northern, northern Ural's western Soviet Union. Um, so, and here's the win. Um, the hike, again, started in January 23rd of 1959. And it's a mystery because the hikers started their vacation slash trek as normal. It was one of those that, that, again, was called a working vacation where you basically exercise and do activities for leisure. Which I know people like that. You know, they'll spend a month hiking in the mountains of Switzerland. Yeah. And stop at fancy places to eat. I'm not fucking bitter. I'm not bitter at all. You know? No. Nah. You do you, Boo. Are you? Not fucking bitter. Not <laughs> at all. Fucking jealous. <laughs> Not bitter Georgia. at all. I don't I
0: don't hear any bitterness.
1: I'm calling you out, Kim and Georgia. I'm jealous. <laughs> I love y'all. But I'm jealous. Hey Amanda. What is what what is your idea of a vacation? Are we talking about
0: like realistic vacation? Or like Dream vacation. Fuck it, both. Do both. Ooh, okay. Mm. Realistic vacation. Mm -hmm. Right? My husband surprises me with a hotel room. Okay. For just me by myself. Oh, wow. (laughs) 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 And just like room service, movies, in bed alone, quiet for just one night
1: you know that, that sounds fucking amazing that's, doesn't it? that's a realistic what's the dream one? Oh, dream one is it's the same thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> no my dream one I really want to go to Austria Hmm.
1: that sounds fun you guys I'm sorry I've taken a gulp of coffee I know that mouth sounds are gross get over it, it's coffee All right. it's, it's like 11 o'clock 10:23. Alright, Sorry, that was close.
0: My mom's mom was from Austria. Oh, yeah? Yes, and I know I still have some family over there that I've never gotten to meet that probably doesn't even know I'm alive. But, um, yeah, I would love to go to Austria. Plus, my nanny, my mom's mom, she wanted her ashes spread Aww. in Austria. That's cool. So, I would love to be able to go over there one day and bring her... Over there with me. <laughs>
1: That's fucking... Cool. Okay, you remember how we were talking about manifesting our dreams? hmm And that we are going forward. You and I are going to follow the secret and manifest our fucking dreams. To all of our listeners, you are welcome to manifest your dreams with us. No, we are not yes. inviting you to join a cult. We are just saying. <laughs> if you can dream it, you can literally achieve it. So my okay. manifestation for you, Amanda, is that... You are going to fucking Austria. I can't hand it to you like Oprah, but we're gonna we're gonna we're getting there. We're getting there.
0: What are you good for if you can't just hand me a, a vacation to Austria? You
1: get an Austria, you get an Austria,
0: you get an Austria Everybody Not a vacation, you just get the country. <laughs> You'll get an Austria. Okay. And plus I really do want to go over there and spin around in circles on top of the mountain with my arms spread. Like the sound of music. Right i just kind of i mean what is your fake dream vacation
1: man okay well here's the thing I'm, I'm i'm not knocking people who have those kind of vacations like the working vacations like i kind of i can see that that would be kind of cool to be able to hike and go to fancy restaurants kim and georgia um i would love that i would love that um I I do understand that physical activity can bring on an amazing endorphin rush my Mm -hmm. personal idea of a vacation would be a two year long nap (laughs) in my own bed because (laughs) I fucking I need that okay I mean I'd opt for a nap in like Ireland or Rome (laughs) but I mean I'd be too busy sleeping to see anything so I mean I'd waste no money except just sleep in my own bed I mean fuck it That would be my dream and realistic, but more so of a dream, vacation. Is to be able to just sleep. I just want some fucking sleep. Hey, there's nothing (sighs) wrong with that. Anybody would like to fund my sleeping vacation? (laughs) My PayPal is, okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Help me quit my job. If you did
0: that, then how would we have this amazing podcast?
1: Well, then I would be well-rested and the quality would go up by <laughs> tens of millions. Anyway, okay, back to back to it. Um, according to a Lamino, I think that's what it's called, video I watched on this case um, on YouTube, the group alternated between modes of transportation over the next few days. They went from bus to horse and sleigh to truck, and eventually they proceeded on foot. Okay? January 28th. Yuri Yudin started feeling sickly Um, some sources say that he had like sciatica but um, he hung back while the remaining group of nine hikers continued on with their expedition Um, I'll include all the photos I can get on this case Um, trigger warning real quick some of the photos are of their dead bodies Um, hopefully Instagram will go ahead and give you the option to cover it but I'm just going to let y'all know right now we are putting those up there okay um, I think it's a good science ex- like a scientific explanation as to what's been going on and helps to solve a mystery like to be able to yes. be aware of that. so it's if-
0: nothing too graphic. I mean it's not uh uh I mean I've seen I guess maybe I've just seen a lot more graphic. It's not I
1: mean, I mean... some people might not look at a turkey baster the same way like me. <laughs> Others might just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do Thanksgiving this year and I'm going to forget about the Pappin sisters, you know? So one person's graphic is going to be another person's playground. And yeah, Yeah. so they're pretty graphic. Like there's, there's some stuff that, you know, you'll kind of see, you know, and that's fine. I'm just, I'm just warning you all ahead of time. They're they're going to be there. Um, And I have to say, um, looking at the the before photos, um, it's a group of younger adults looking super stoked to be there. Um, They all looked like they really cared about each other and like they genuinely, they'd be genuinely good people who just wanted to explore. And that's what makes this so fucking sad because there is one point, and I think I mentioned this at some point, but the survivor, uh, Yuri Yudin, um, mentions that, um, you know, there were tears when they were parting ways and um, somebody had said that there was a possibility that he was in love with one of the women that was on this hike. I mean, it was just kind of sad, dude. So, so they continue on. They're making sure to document as much as they possibly can. They were really good at this; like they had shit tons of journal entries, which is where the three quotes at the very end will come from. Um, After all, they're you know they're hiking in unknown territory with a little bit of a reputation based off of the name itself, and uh, they're making diary and journal entries as well as using cameras. Um, A lot of the entries that were preserved. Suggested nothing out of the ordinary. Basically, it's just your mundane. It's snowing a whole fucking lot. Look at all this snow. Sure, I'm glad I brought all of those extra clothes. Damn, it's <laughs> freezing out here. I wonder if there's gas station nearby. What did icicle say to other icicle who tried to rob him? Snow away! Shit like that. They didn't really say those exact things. I'm just. I'm just warming up. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, I'm not funny. I know. I know, guys. No, I'm sorry. you're not.
0: I don't know why we keep
1: you around here. I know, man. What the fuck? Man. There was one entry that stood out to me. Here, I'm just skipping right all over that. There was one <laughs> entry that st- <laughs> Oh, God. Let's jump it. There was one entry that stood out to me. Um, I don't have it word for word, but basically they were remarking that some drunk dude was complaining about them pickpocketing him and um, they said that the police were on the scene again. It's not really relevant to the case, except that I kind of want to humanize them a bit because, I don't know about you, Amanda, but like sometimes whenever I hear about these cases, they're talking about the body is dumped. They dumped yeah. the body. And I'm just like, these were humans. They had a life. They had a family. They had friends and they were normal like they were just like they, this entry suggests that and they're like you know people are thinking that we're sitting here fucking around and we're just trying to go on a trip dude come on you yeah, know, exactly they they had lives and experiences of, of their own um even that a little incident aside and with all the cold weather entries in their diaries um i mean they they seem to have really been living it up right yeah and then we get to February Fertz. First, Fertz? What the fuck? Fertz? Uh, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> Fert. It's the whole, like, we were just talking about me, like... I reading. want that on a cup. Okay. Fert. Okay, write that down. I will definitely do that. It was February Fertz. Uh, they reached the mountain known as Dead Mountain. They spend most of the day progressing up the slope of this mountain. And they set up shop, which, you know, their camp. And it's only a fourth of way or so... A mile, or, I'm sorry, a fourth of a mile or so away from the peak. That's pretty much the last anyone had heard from anyone. Ooh. That's when they set up this camp. So a few weeks go by and friends and family are starting to wonder where everybody is. Now, before anyone starts asking questions like, why do they wait so long to wonder? What the hell is. Ah. Listen, don't fucking victim blame. Come on, you never should do that. First of all, cell phones did not exist back then. Secondly, in an expedition like that, there's no other means of contact except for maybe a telegram or even just a regular letter, and it would be common to not hear from anyone for a while. They're going on a fucking expedition, yeah. you know? Uh, the likeliest scenario is that they told their friends and family something to the effect of, hey, I'm going on a major hiking expedition. Don't worry about me, and don't expect to hear from me for this amount of time unless you don't hear from me after x amount of days or weeks yeah in which case then worry i'll send letters or whatever but if i don't then worry something like that but yeah you know everyone's starting to worry nobody mm-hmm. has heard from any of the members of the group a big ad- a big debate ensued but finally a team of volunteers head over to search for everyone okay on february 26th, they find the camp that was set up near the slope it was right around this time that they realized from the the way the tents look that something terrible's happened Um, The tent is completely shredded up, right? Okay. Later, we find out that it's shredded up from the inside out and with a knife, and it's covered in a thin layer of snow. Yeah. So they, they had escaped it. Yeah. All right, at this point. Okay. The next day, they find nine pairs of footprints, and the search party follows them. It leads them down the slope towards some nearby woods. It's noted that the indentations in the snow suggested that the hikers went into a calm and went in a calm and orderly fashion. They weren't panicking, they didn't try to run or outrun anything. So the search party continues following the footprints until they get to a point off of the slope, about a third of a mile from the tent, where they were completely covered in snow, so they lost the tracks okay um they continue down the path in the direction of the trail that the hikers were on they finally reach a cedar tree at the edge of a forest and they find what was left of a campfire that was where they found a frozen and deceased yuri Doroshenko and yuri kravonashenko oh so how sad awful they were seriously underdressed for this kind of weather which was seriously rough weather. It was 30 degrees below zero Celsius, 22 below zero Fahrenheit at the time that these bodies were found. It's noted that they had on only a light shirt, underwear, and socks. And that was it. That's important to remember. Okay. The cedar tree next to them showed signs of damage as if someone tried to climb it. It's assumed that either they were trying to locate a tent in the darkness or that they were hiding from someone or something. Okay, mm-hmm. but remember, unless they were hiding from each other, there was like no vegetation here. Okay. Yeah. Maybe even still. I mean, it's still a possible possibility that they could be hiding from someone or some, something, but it's not probable. Um, the next three, I didn't get the names of who, or what, or I mean, who was who. Okay. But the next three were found slightly more dressed, but still underdressed for the weather. They were lacking boots and gloves. They were found at varying distances between the tent and the tree. They were all found facing the tent as if they were struggling to get back to the tent at the time of their death. All five of these hikers died from hypothermia, but some had sustained minor injuries. Also, to be noted, that four out of five of them had died while they were intoxicated, so they were drunk. Okay? I didn't know that part. Now you know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, listen. These are young, these are young people. They're they're just trying to have a good time. Yeah. You know, nothing it's, wrong with it. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong. They they were having a good time, and you know, something had happened, and they were already intoxicated. I mean, it's it's kind of like you know, you're sitting in the back seat of like a car, you're drunk, and you're being driven home, and God forbid something bad happens to you. Well, it's not the the beer that did that you know what i mean yeah now if you're driving the car that's, that's not a good story going. yeah we're not gonna go there <laughs> we're not gonna go there because i have strong opinions about that one yeah. um really quickly i want to mention that it was at this point oh god that both my phone and computer as well as my playstation had started glitching out like crazy it's like mm. it did not want me telling this story I was trying to pause a certain spot when I was watching the Lamino video I was trying to do my research with. It yeah. was as if someone else had the PlayStation controller and started just trying to keep me away from the case. Like, nobody was with me, right? Nobody was in my room with me. So it was just like, it kept skipping over a part, and then I, I finally got out of it, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I had no control over it. Um, normally, I would just kind of, like, bypass that, but it, it kind of gave me this really weird gut feeling. Yeah. So, Are you a banshee? So. Um, Stacy, am I a banshee? I think banshees can know other banshees, so... We're banshees together. Banshees together! Okay. But it was really spooky. It did not give me the best feeling in my gut. But all three... All none of my cats were in there with me. So I thought, you know... So, so I mean, I thought I was freaking out or nothing because they weren't freaking out. So, I... Maybe it was nothing. I don't know. But then again, sometimes our animals don't freak out when we do. It's weird. They didn't freak out when the plate flew out of my cabinet. I did, but they didn't.
0: (laughs) I I think I would judge you if you didn't freak out.
1: Um, The last four were found at the bottom of a small hill and covered under three meters of snow. Yeah, they were 75 meters from the cedar tree and in the opposite direction of the tent. Three of them sustained major injuries, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in typical pop culture true crime podcast TikTok fashion. Are you ready? I'm ready. Their skull was fractured. Their ribs were fractured. They bled internally. Their eyes were missing. Their tongue was. Co- <laughs> I'm trying not to crack up into the microphone right now. Their tongue was co- <laughs> I'm glad you know which TikTok I'm talking about. Yes. I do. (laughs) I mean, as much as I love shouting out funny TikToks, I, I do want to mention that the above is actually all true. The fractured skull and ribs, as well as the internal bleeding, they were compared to the injuries that would have been sustained from a horrific car crash. Two of the hikers indeed were seen to have, quote, gaping eye holes, and one of the women had a missing tongue. The last of these four had a broken nose and a badly deformed neck. However, the cause of his death was hypothermia. Okay. I knew that one pretty gross, but I mean, yeah, I mean this, as, as I I know, I just kind of made light of this with like the whole, I want everybody to know that I'm actually making fun of people who take true crime lightly. So if that came off insensitive, I apologize. That wasn't my intention. Um, Okay, so it took a total of over two months for the bodies to be found. Okay. okay. Uh, three articles of clothing. Yeah, it's fucking sad. It's fucking sad. sad. Because they were like... They they were all like pretty much scattered over like a major piece of land pretty much hidden under snow. You yeah. know? And, and I mean, it's like they they went on this trip. They were really wanting to have their good time. They wanted to get their grade three certification. They, I mean, they had like hopes and aspirations and shit and And then this happens. And to this day, we don't really exactly know what happened. We have a better idea, but we don't know, you know? Yeah. Okay. So after they found all the bodies, they, they found that three articles of clothing were later found to be abnormally radioactive. Okay. That did get explained away. So I'll get to that. Okay. On, on May 28th of that year, the criminal case was discontinued and the message was on was an extremely vague conclusion. The lead investigator by the name of Lev Ivanov wrote in a final report, quote, the cause of death was an unknown compelling force which the hikers were unable to overcome. Okay. That's hmm. obvious. A
0: yeah.
1: few explored theories now come to play, starting with the tongue. All right. So we're going we're gonna to go conspiracy style here. You ready? Okay. 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 Here's the thing. I don't really, I don't dive too deep into conspiracy theories, but I will say that there was a time where I was like really going down some YouTube rabbit holes back in like 2010. And those are <laughs> fun and insanely creepy. Like there was one like cartoon that got banned because it was supposedly evil. And I watched it and I was like, man, I'm like 28 at this point and this scares the shit out of me. <laughs> scary. of this shit's scary. You know, yeah. if you look up, like, the YouTube conspiracy theory videos from, like, 2009, 2010, you will not sleep for a couple of days. Uh, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. If you do, holler. Um, okay. Some say that the tongue was ripped out or cut off while she was alive. Some say that it was eaten by wildlife or scavengers while she was dead, which, remember, no vegetation, no wildlife. Yeah. And some claim that the tongue was later found elsewhere. The medical report says nothing more than, quote, the diaphragm of the mouth and the tongue is missing. I mean, again, super fucking, like, it's obvious, but it's vague, you know? Yeah. Some say this tongue is a major detail, and others say it's not even all that important in the grand scheme of things. But speaking as someone that knows, like, zero about mouth diaphragms and tongues and medical anything, if these victims were to have been ambushed in a way compared to a car crash I mean tell me could it it be possible that like she might have bitten her tongue off maybe like say she was hit like blunt force into the head and she was like she just so happened to have a point where she bit her tongue off or like I mean have you ever jumped on a trampoline and fell and like bit through your tongue like think about it yeah but I feel like they said like it looked like it was more ripped out right do you think they would be able to tell if it was bitten or ripped you know i i don't know that because whenever i get months. when i get into this further like it they talk about soft tissue damage and water yeah so it's it's again it's still a mystery but i would think and and you'll hear why i think this like i i think personally she might have been hit really hard bit her tongue off and swallowed it i think that that's possible always a possibility. I mean, mean, if that sounds, if that sounds really stupid, I apologize, but, but you'll hear why that that might be a good theory. Okay. Okay. Um, as far as, as far as the eyes medical report quoted gaping orbits, the eyeballs are absent again, vague. We know, we know there's no eyes. Okay. Um, so there's an explanation given in the medical report by B.A., Foz Raz Okay. Quote, soft tissue injuries to the head or post mortem changes, putrefica- putrefaction and decomposition to Dubanina's corpse. So that was Dubanina that ended up missing her tongue, um, which was recently exposed to water prior to detection. So basically, the tongue and eyes were soft tissue. He's saying that the bodies were underneath snow and although frozen, they were still exposed to water that in that these pieces of soft tissue decomposed under the melting snow. So if you have decomposition happening, then it's just so it, it, it could be a possibility that some of the flesh was starting to wither away a little bit. So like if you were to cut with a straight serrated knife and when it first like cuts through, it's straight. But then over time, maybe it just kind of rots away in different spots making it look a little bit more jagged does that make sense yeah it does so um some theorists bring up this is another reason why it supports my little theory somewhat some theorists bring up bring up that she had blood in her stomach and also claimed that her tongue was cut or ripped out prior to her death they put these two together but it's not entirely true the relevant part of the forensic exam says, quote, The stomach contained up to 100 cubic centimeters of a dark red slimy mass. So it's most likely food mixed with blood, but the missing tongue can't necessarily be do- deduced from that. No, it can't. But what if she swallowed her tongue and is swimming in some of the blood? You know? I mean, your stomach is, like, acid Yeah, exactly. So... Um, And not to mention, I mean, nobody knows how much blood was in her stomach, but there was blood because she was already suffering from massive internal bleeding. So, again, we don't. We don't know. Now, the radioactive clothing. Three separate articles of clothing found on two of the bodies were abnormally radioactive. Weird, right? Yes and no. (laughs) Nearly everything. This is
0: the part that kind of starts getting me is when we start diving into like the radiation part
1: well it's it, it gets explained away though okay first of all i know i'm sorry i'm such a bumsky. um nearly everything that you touch nearly everything you wear is slightly radioactive okay no i mean-, mean you're not radioactive okay <laughs> i am i'm i'm radioactive um Um, Diving Deeper, a study shows that under normal circumstances, an area of uh, 150 square centimeters must not contain more than 5,000 DPM or disintegrations per minute. Only three articles of clothing met or exceeded that limit. One at 5,000, one at 5,600, and one at 9,900 DPM. Um, The only explanation given that report is that, quote, the clothes were contaminated as radioactive dust fell from the atmosphere. Or the clothes were susceptible to contamination when in contact with radioactive substances basically they don't know how the clothing were contaminated but it's not exactly unrealistic to believe it's a result of natural processes um but another explanation says that alexander kolov used to work at a faci- facility developing nuclear materials and Yuri Krivonashenko previously worked for a top-secret plutonium production plant for nu- nuclear weapons. These three articles of closing did belong to Kalevatov and Krivonashenko. So, realistically, case closed on the radioactivity. Sorry. Go away.
0: Go away. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> The next one, UFO sightings. Yes! That's my second favorite one. Um, I like this one... I really, really, really want to believe this. Unfortunately, I don't. This is the one I believe. Um, I'm sorry. Well, wait. Around the time the hikers disappeared, several sources claimed to have seen UFOs. They had looked at like orbs of light moving across the night sky from anywhere between a few seconds to up to five minutes or so. These UFOs were seen by a few different hiking groups and three soldiers. Some witnesses claimed that the Manzi people, as well as a group of geologists, claimed to have observed Fireballs in the sky around the same time that the incident had occurred. One hiking group claimed to have been have seen the UFO during the incident. Others claimed it was either right before or right after. This claim is difficult to prove. So, while it's a popular theory, it's also easily one of the least resi- reliable. Um, now, one of the last fo- photos taken by one of the hikers' cameras shows an orb taken in the middle of the night. That can be easily explained away. Um, as a lot of people who see orbs and things like that in certain like paranormal photos, they always explain it away as light reflecting off of something. It also could be a piece of space debris, a piece of a rocket, a meteor, or it could be a UFO. There wasn't even evidence of footprints or a crash site. Nothing that would have landed near the hikers, so there's not enough evidence to unfortunately prove this theory that I so badly want to believe. They could have hovered. Oh, I... This... It's aliens. I'm sorry. We're just We're just gonna say it's aliens, okay? It's aliens. Alright, that's the end of our episode. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's said that none of this is surprising, there was a lot of aerial activity that, that happened back then because all of this is during both the Cold War and the Space Race. Okay? Okay. So, so the theories that have been explored are Bigfoot, aliens, Russian nuclear testing, KGB cover-up, avalanche. And then one theory that I almost didn't want to mention at all, but I will real quick. It's, and it's pretty ridiculous to me, personally, Okay. I'm not arguing that these theories aren't valid and that people believing these things aren't valid. But personally, I do not see this one as an actual thing. Some people mention that they think a Yeti was involved in this. Why is that so crazy? I don't believe in Yetis, dude. I just don't. (laughs) Um, I don't believe it to be true because from what I've read and heard, if a Yeti were to exist, they would be considered pretty docile. Okay. Um, Some people claim it to be a very dangerous animal, while others claim that if you scratch behind its nearly invisible ears, that it will basically submit to you. Like a puppy. (laughs) So, I mean, I would take the risk and be like, if it was a yeti, I would probably go up to this yeti, like a dumbass, and and pet it. And if it eats me, well, then that's my own fucking thing, you know? (laughs) Pet it between its ears. We'll We'll just go with it. I mean, if it eats me, I'll just be like, you know what? i totally just put myself here it is it is what it is i mean at At least it was i mean at least it was a yeti at least it was a yeti and not something stupid like a heart attack you know
0: yeah i mean heart attacks (sighs) are not stupid (laughs) for me (laughs) i think that being eaten by a yeti would be at least an interesting way to go
1: (laughs) i mean at least i gave back (laughs) it was hungry i provided it food God bless you, Yeti. Well, we
0: gotta eat. Everyone's gonna eat, even the Yetis.
1: Okay, we just went way off. Nah, nah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I've, I've said it once, and I'm gonna say it again. We're a different kind of true crime podcast. You know, <laughs> we're our own brain. We friend. don't. We don't get invited to the super bougie popular parties. We're we're us. We're Amanda and Courtney. And we're too bougie for your bougie ass party. So if you want to be cool, we're cooler. So, you know, we, we do things different. If you want to hang out with us, great, but I'm not going to sit there and beg, beg others to let me hang out with them unless I really, really like them. We're so cool. You should be begging to hang out with us. <laughs> I'm not that cool. Just saying. <laughs> I have, a I mean, I'm sitting here in my little janky maid studio. <laughs> with blankets on the walls to help me muffle my voice and my yoga ball that I used to give birth with just chilling
0: you should do the podcast while you're on the yoga ball
1: no it's (laughs) not (laughs) possible no (laughs) I don't know if Colts 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 is listening right now but I just wanted to remind Colts 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 that um I'm holding that alien, that stuffed alien, right now. Uh. And Randolph, I think that's his name, Randolph. We're kindred spirits because you were holding your your little um, skeleton guy during your podcast. I am totally going way off. I need to get back on this, okay? <laughs> it's 1053 now, and geez. <sighs> okay, so some possible answers to questions. Um, so why were they cutting the open the tent from the inside out? Um, there was a possible threat of some sort inside of the tent. Um, and a, maybe it was an avalanche. There's no ev- evidence at the time of an av- avalanche, but they think that they could have been escaping thinking that there was an avalanche coming. But, you know, remember the footprints showed them walking calmly and in an orderly fashion toward their destination. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Now, it's also believed that since they had a very uniquely made homemade stove made by one of the members of the hike, that something had ignited on the inside of the tent with a bunch of embers being released and whatnot, maybe a fire had accidentally been caused and they were trying to hurry up and escape, or they had cut holes into the tent to vent the smoke that was quickly filling up the tent, then maybe it didn't work so they all panicked and slashed their way to escape. Several members were found with burn marks all over their body and blood around the mouth. Coughing up blood is a sign of smoke inhalation. And also, there's a photo of one of the hikers with a jacket that's obviously been burned. Okay? So, maybe from the proposed stove incident. Maybe the sparks from the stove ignited the jacket. A theory suggests that the fact that some of them were intoxicated might have impaired their judgment and made them not realize how cold it really was. I mean, that's a theory that has been explored, but recently they've actually toyed with the idea of what's called paradoxical undressing, which happens when you're in an extreme sense of hypothermia, that, be- that you believe that you're extremely hot, and therefore you undress to t- try to cool off. So it kind of goes back from like, we're cold, let's turn the stove on, oh my gosh, you know, but then to, oh my gosh, we are so hot because it's freezing out here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, at, at one point, they noticed that there are several pieces of clothes that are put back on to other members that didn't belong to them. So, that's where, like, the paradoxical undressing comes from. I'm sorry, my, my Zoom is doing something really weird. Um, so, there's that. And then, and it's believed that they were all, like, in an extreme state of hypothermia that they all started undressing. And that's why some of the clothes were found to be, like, lacking,
0: so well i mean they could have they i mean i'm sure they didn't all just die at one time no they didn't so i mean the being dressed in others clothes i could see because i'm sure the ones who were still alive were trying to maybe care for the others at one point
1: oh yeah i definitely agree with that one so now i'm about to bring you down why why, stop doing that (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm stating some facts. There's a possibility that this case has been pretty much solved as of January of this year, 2021. Oh wow! And a lot of the theories that have that have solved this case or assisted in solving this case came from several car crash experiments and avalanche simulations in the movie Frozen. <laughs> It's explained in national uh, nationalgeographic.com, which is another place I got my information, okay? Did I was you,
0: starting to read that earlier.
1: Okay. One of the sources, um, and then that the likelihood that there was a small and delayed avalanche was actually very, very high, and that this essentially was the cause of death for all of the hikers. So an avalanche, they think, but... Yeah, I think it's important to mention that because prior to 2019, there were so many conspiracy theories surrounding the super big mystery. Some of them were quite ridiculous. And even though <laughs> this is the most realistic scenario, there are people who will still choose to believe the conspiracy theory. So they'll like ignore what's presented as fact, as is with a lot of other things at this day and age. Not going to get into it because it will cause division. But you guys all know where I'm headed with that one. Um people will argue to your face about something that you can lay on the table. You could be like, Marge Simpson's hair is blue and people are like, No it's not, it's orange. You're a Satanist. You know, I mean that's just no. It's
0: Royal Blue.
1: Yeah, it's it's a shade of blue. The pin that I hold in my hand sorry, it just comes.
0: Is <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, they, they set out to investigate, or rather, reinvest investigate this in, orderly, in order to finally put a rest to this and shut up some of the ridiculous theories. The avalanche theory was already proposed once in 1959 when this shit hit the fan. So some people were trying to say that this renewed theory and explanation just didn't stack up. But again sometimes people just really want to believe what they want to believe and in all reality you know an avalanche really isn't too far off base for something like this i mean it was a small yeah. avalanche but i mean a small car can do a lot of damage too you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. so all in all frozen basically explained this mystery and to those of you who have a counter argument well i advise you to let it go let it go yeah. i'm not gonna sing any yeah i will so, to close this out, before I, by, before I read all the diary entries that I have, you know, the case has technically almost been solved. I mean, or at least it's well on its way. Nobody really knows for sure exactly what happened. Nobody can draw a clear and concise conclusion. But the reality is that it probably was a small avalanche and that these hikers unfortunately got trapped and succumbed to it. So, to the, the hikers of the diet love pass may you rest in peace you will always forever be in our memories and to the families of these people I wish you all the best in this world and luck and love and prayers and you know may nobody else ever have to go through something like this um I have several uh, pictures and um, that I'm going to put on the gram like I said you know again trigger yep. warning um, let me go ahead and end with a couple of things. First of all, first of all, before I, I end with the diary entries that I'm going to mention, I will say that Yuri, I think it was uh, Yuri Yudin. Yeah, Yuri Yudin. Mm-hmm. He he passed away in 2013. There is a video of him online. If anybody would like to go look for it, where he is um, involved in an interview, and it's all in Russian. But you have the option to turn the captions on to translate. But he's basically kind of fondly remembering the times before this incident had occurred. And they are basically talking about how he really cared for the last person that he had said his goodbyes to. And you do see it in the picture. He's like smiling really big. And it it really broke my heart to see that picture. It was just like, it was almost as if they knew something bad was going to happen. As you're about to hear... Okay, yeah. A diary entry from Zeneda Komogorova quote, I wonder what awaits us on this hike. Will anything new happen? This was before the initial hike started. It's obvious that they were excited and knew that this hike would be quite different. Um, the diary entry from Dubanina, um, and I got this from dietlovepass.com. It is possible that the atmosphere of psychological discomfort that prevailed in the village Vizai, I Viz Hay, I think, had de- had a depressing effect on the hikers which Lyadmila Dubanita partly reproduces in her diary quote We had a tearful goodbye with Blinov Group. The mood sank. In general, I am very, very sad. Oh. That is sad, but they also called this a premonition. So that's fucking spooky. Okay. Sounds like it. The last sentence of the final entry in this diary was from Igor Dyatlov himself. Quote, It's difficult to imagine such a comfort on the ridge, with a piercing wind hundreds of kilometers away from human settlements. Um, Take that and run with it as well. The way I see it is that that was the last entry, basically saying that it's freezing cold. He doesn't seem to understand how to find peace in a potentially damning situation. That's how I took it. Yeah. Um, if that entry were written right before what had happened had happened to them, maybe that's just his very polite and uneducated. Or I'm, I'm. Why did I say unedu- I did not mean to say that. I'm sorry. Maybe that was his very polite and educated way of saying, "Oh, fuck." So sounds like it's a me. So that's the case of the Diet Love Pass. How do you feel, Amanda? Was this a party? <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, I'm sad for the victims and their families. And you're also sad that your theory got proven wrong, but, you know, it's all good. I
0: mean, my theory is the UFOs, and I'm not
1: backing down. Now, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet you in the middle, okay? Because I really, really, really want to believe the UFOs, okay? So here's the deal. Maybe an avalanche did occur, but maybe it was caused... By a UFO landing ooh yeah so so it was both technically it was both the, it was the the avalanche was caused by the UFO landing so aliens
0: <laughs> it has to be aliens I mean
1: you know and I mean the maybe on the surface it looks like... Decomposition occurred after the melting snow had eaten through the soft tissue, but what had really happened was the aliens were smart, and they were like, "We need this for a science experiment." So Mm -hmm. they took it, and then they replaced it with what looked like, you know, we don't know, we don't know, but that's very possible. It's aliens. It's aliens. All right. Well, or it was an avalanche. Whatever. It was both. It was an alien avalanche.
0: I like aliens
1: better. But an alien avalanche yes yeah we'll just we'll just, see agree. We'll I just agree.
0: I'm, I'm picturing it in my head right now
1: yeah yeah maybe the ufo was like it looked like a, a round orb and then it manifested into like this slopey shape and then it developed its own snow to add to was the original yeah. to add to the original snow yeah to cause this maybe you know how they keep talking about like simulated like car accidents uh-huh. maybe they had a ufo accident that could be I can maybe see that. they got ran over by a ufo
0: <laughs> i'm trying to keep a straight face here <laughs> <laughs> i want to believe in the ufo No, if what? i'm thinking thinking it's probably just an avalanche and i get it
1: i'm going to but i would I'm, like to think
0: that it was a ufo
1: i'm going to be strong because a lot of times when people will like overly agree with people then that just shows that they are weak and I do not want to appear as weak so what I'm going to say is I too wish that it was a UFO but Mm -hmm. I am definitely leaning on the side of science and saying it could have been a UFO but it's probably an avalanche or it could have been a UFO that caused an avalanche
0: that's so. two cases now that it's it's been a suspected UFO. Yeah. The Gloria, Gloria Ramirez case was also, remember?
1: I kind of wonder if Gloria Ramirez is up there hanging out with the Diet Love hikers. Yeah. and Could be. Could be. Oh, man. That that would be a party. Like, it would real, be. Be a nice I mean, party. I can, I can imagine, like, the Diet Love people, they would be like, bro, so, like, we ran into this fucking Yeti. And Gloria's like, bet I had manila-covered particles in my fucking blood. That would be a party, man. I'm And I'm not mean? even... I'm being serious. Like, think hope about I'm it. I I'm invited. Same. Dude, when we die, can we hang out with y'all? Anyway, um... <laughs> do we have any news before we close out? No. I think no. we're good. No. Um... Everybody, keep Amanda in your thoughts. She's still dealing with plumbing shit. Um... <laughs> Yeah. So much stuff we still have our contest going on um, we've been getting a lot of reviews from what I'm being told but it's not popping up for some reason I think Apple is just doing its thing you know being an apple I'm being an apple just tilling you know but um yeah if you guys can just keep submitting those four or five star reviews and make sure that in the review section like rate us four or five stars in the review section tell us why you love us. That's what we need to work on, but you know, put your name in there because then we're we're gonna choose at random somebody to win some free shit. You know. Hey,
0: but be nice because I'm sensitive.
1: Same. I mean, be be nice. Like, go easy on us because this is still new. And if you're if you're mean like that one review that probably trolled us, then okay, well, whatever. But if anybody's mean to us, I just won't tell you about it. (laughs) (laughs) She's my protector. Look, look, man, look, my, we got this. So (laughs) we've been getting a lot of love though. And, um, like on a real, real note, we fucking, we so appreciate it. We do. Um, you guys, we have some like insanely awesome people in our audience and we really just want to grow our audience. And at the end of the day, you know, um, a review and a rating is going to definitely help us you know, Amanda and I, we have ginormous hearts and we really do want to get to a point where we are helping victims and their families. So that, that helps when you guys leave us reviews on, on, you know, Apple, like that's a big thing. So if -hmm. you can, please do so. And again, we'll enter you into our contest. Um, eventually we'll have other, um, ways of helping us expand and grow our audience we do have great content i believe in it some people might not like it but i happen to fucking love it i'm having a lot of fun with it and we're gonna keep going and going and going like the the nefarious bunny so yeah (laughs) that's it thank you guys yeah thank you guys we we seriously do love you and and you know you're always welcome to sit at our campfire with us to roast serial killers and marshmallows
0: anytime Go find us on TikTok. Show us love. Go find yep. us on Instagram,
1: Facebook. Yep, we're
0: everywhere. Yeah, come, come see us. Come, come talk
1: to us. Say hi. Tell us your stories. You know, tell us your yeah. Send us some fucking tiny terrors, man. Yeah, that was really fun to do. All right, well, you know, with that, huh? Don't don't be a dick. And wear deodorant. Yeah, wear some deodorant, especially if you're gonna go hiking or you know when you're trying to predict death or when you're going on a ghost hunting expedition put it on get it on there
0: good wear the deodorant
1: especially yeah under your boobs under your ass cheeks you know so (laughs) okay guys much love and goodbye bye signing off Oh. Thank you so much for listening to a nefarious nightmare. Music used in this podcast was created by Ghost Stories Incorporated. You can find their music on bandcamp.com. We do have social media. You can follow us at our Facebook page at a nefarious nightmare, or you can follow our Instagram, nefarious nightmare pod. If you have any stories of paranormal instances that have happened to you or ideas for true crime, please email us at a nefarious nightmare at gmail.com. Thank you very much and take care.